0: God changes your life, changes your thoughts, changes your desires, and changes your interests, and it comes out of God's Word. It's really learning to know God out of His Word. You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We've been talking about some terribly exciting uh, Bible events We're talking about end-time events that are prophesied in the Bible. And uh, I'm the pastor of the Navin Baptist Fellowship, and in fact, we talk about exciting things from the Bible every week. And we gather together on Sundays to worship the Lord, to pray for one another, and to enjoy Christian fellowship, and also open the Bible to learn about what the Bible says and how it applies to our lives. And so I'd like to invite you to join us on Sundays. And uh, you'll probably hear a lot more in-depth uh, Bible uh, th- things from the Bible than what I can share here on this podcast. But anyway, uh, the topic that I have today, as I said, is terribly interesting. It's both terrible and it's interesting. And because it deals with the judgment of God upon this earth. And last week I said that um, the next event that we're expecting here on earth in terms of Bible prophecy is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth another time. And uh, we believe that that event is soon. We're expecting the soon return of Jesus Christ. and In fact, the second coming of Christ unfolds into many events. And uh, the first event that will happen is Jesus Christ will come to this earth and uh, gather up uh, all those who are in Christ. This is everyone who, who knows Jesus Christ as their Savior, everyone who has been born again. And uh, if you missed that, I talked about it last week, it's called the Rapture. If you missed it, go back and watch the episode from last week. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that one. Uh, But the big lesson from that one was that you need to be ready for Christ's second coming. And uh, the reason that you want to be ready and the reason that you want to make sure you're saved and, and that Jesus Christ takes you up to heaven at the rapture is because you don't want to go through the terrible judgment that we're going to talk about today. And so the topic today is the period of the tribulation. And you may have heard of this, and in popular media when when, uh, the uh, end times are depicted, it's always pictures from the tribulation period or what people conceive in their minds of what will happen uh, during the tribulation period. But basically the tribulation period is uh, prophesied in the books of Daniel in the Old Testament and in Revelation, which of course is the last book of the New Testament, and there are many other, uh, there are several other prophets that speak of these things, but primarily it's Daniel in the Old Testament, a revelation in the New Testament. And it speaks, uh, the prophecies speak of seven years of God's judgment here on this earth. And so we might ask ourselves, after Jesus Christ comes to this earth and gathers up all the saved of the church age—by the way, we're living in the church age right now, but the church age is coming to a rapid close—and when Jesus Christ comes back and gathers up all the saved of the church age, then what happens here on earth? What about those people who are left behind here on earth? Well, the Bible says that they're going to go through this period of terrible— judgment called the tribulation. And this is a horrible time to be on earth. You don't want to be on earth during the period of the tribulation. And there are some very prominent things that happen uh, during this time. And one of these things will be the rise of the Antichrist. The Antichrist is a false Christ. He's a false messiah, and he sets himself up as the savior of the world, and specifically the Savior of the Jewish people. And he's demonically driven. He's kind of a self-made man, but uh, he's helped along by uh, satanic force. And he sets himself up as as a false Christ um, to oppose the true Christ, the Son of God. And so this false Christ, or the Antichrist, will start out in the political world, Uh, The indication is that he'll be Jewish and that he'll likely come from a Western European nation, we don't know where, but uh, he'll start out maybe as little known or maybe as as a nobody, and he'll rise up through the political ranks, and he'll actually have a pretty rapid rise And uh, he'll come to power probably uh, in one country, and the prophecies say that uh, it will be, he'll come from one among ten nations. Now, we don't know what these ten nations are, which ones they are, but uh, one of these will give rise to the Antichrist. And so... He'll he'll come to power, and when he does, he's going to make a league with the Jewish people. And the Jewish people, they're going to look to him to solve their problems. Now, think about someone who comes into the and for the Jewish nation makes peace with them, promise promises to protect them from all their enemies. And we know right now Israel has many enemies in the world. The Antichrist is going to come in and pretend to be a protector of Israel, and here he's he's filling out his false Christ role. He's going to pretend to be a shepherd of Israel, and he's going to make a league with Israel and, uh, and promise to protect them. Um, and after this, Uh, the Bible says that a nation from the north is going to come down. Now, think north of Israel, whatever the north is. That that could be quite broad, who knows, but it's going to be a world power uh, coming from the north. You can take your guess about what that might be. But he'll come down, this nation will come down and try to fight against the Antichrist and uh, for whatever reason, maybe he thinks he has too much power, but he's going to come down and make war against the Antichrist. The Antichrist and his armies are going to have a decisive victory over this this, uh, northern uh, force that comes against them, and this victory is going to establish the world dominance of the Antichrist. And after this, he's basically going to be given full control of the world's forces. <clears throat> now think about this. Uh, consolidated power in one man, the Antichrist. And uh, he can basically do whatever he wants at this point. And uh, he he holds the key to, uh, you know, he's the supreme commander of the world's uh, military might. And so, after this, now he's going to show his true colors to Israel, and he's going to turn on Israel and break his league with Israel, and he's going to outlaw uh, worship in the temple of Jerusalem, and the Jews will no longer be allowed to offer sacrifices and uh, do their um, uh, and, and worship as they please, and he'll actually bar them from the temple. And he's, he's going to uh, kill prominent people. He's also going to destroy what, what is the, the harlot church. Now, the harlot church is, is a false church that has followed the Antichrist and basically tried to ride his coattails um, to gain political prominence and um, you know power and wealth or who knows what you again you can take your guess at what what the harlot church is that will follow the antichrist in his ascendancy to power but after after the antichrist's victory. And after gaining total world dominance uh, and turning on Israel, he's also going to totally destroy this harlot church, the false church. They falsely trusted in, in the Antichrist, but he's going to turn on them. And so uh, the Antichrist will also set himself up as an object of worship in the temple in Jerusalem. Now, this is utter blasphemy. You, you know, the Jews, they're Worshipping Jehovah God, and here the um, the Antichrist he comes in and sets up an image of himself, and he commands everyone to worship this image. He he has his own false prophet that that works with him, and the Antichrist together with this false prophet is going to uh, require basically the world to worship him as if he were a god, and then there's going to be an intense time of persecution of the Jews, and so when the Antichrist turns on Israel, he's going to start persecuting them, and this is called the time of Jacob's trouble, and uh, the period of of the seven years of tribulation is in part a chastisement of Israel because they have rejected Jesus Christ as their true Messiah, and they followed a false Messiah in the Antichrist and look to him to uh, to bring them peace but when the Antichrist turns on them and brings this severe persecution the Bible says this is the time of Jacob's trouble not not a good time to be um, Israel during this time and so uh, ultimately, he's going to uh, launch this attack against Israel and and really try to destroy Israel and this is what we know as the the battle of armageddon and i'm sure you've heard that that term many times now while all this is happening there are severe judgments Um, that are being poured out by God. This is God's wrath being poured out on the world. And there are three series of judgments. And if you're familiar with the book of Revelation at all, these terms will be familiar to you. But there are the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments, and the vial or the bowl judgments. Three series of judgments. So during these sealed judgments, there will be, uh, first of all, worldwide conquest by the Antichrist. He's going to come and make war with Israel. And along with this massive war that he's waging, there will be inflation of the world's currencies. There will be mass famine. There will be pestilence or disease widespread. Uh, The Bible says that a quarter of the world's population will be wiped out. Think about that. A full quarter of the world's population wiped out. And it also says there will be these violent convulsions in the heavenly bodies. Clearly, there's more going on here than uh, than he, just human war. Uh, there will be convulsions in, think, the sun, moon, and the stars that, that God is, is causing uh, as a symbol of his wrath. Next, we have the trumpet judgments, and during this time, there will be literal fire raining down on earth, there will be hail, uh, a third of the sea will turn to blood, so sea creatures are going to die, ships will be destroyed, uh, there will be demonic uh, creatures roaming around harming people, that just sounds horrible, uh, a third of fresh water will be made bitter, so there will be you know massive shortages of water. And uh, it says a third of the light from the sun, moon, and the stars will be dimmed. So it will be eerie and dark here on the earth. And uh, also during this time, another third of the world's population will be killed. And finally, the vile or the bold judgments. The prominent uh, judgments here are boils or sores on people, uh, the sea turning to blood, um, fire from the sun coming and scorching the earth, and then uh, darkness over the earth, and ending with the Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon is itself one of the judgments that God pours out on this earth. And the, the Battle of Armageddon basically is the Antichrist mustering all of his forces to come against Israel, to utterly destroy Israel. And at the height or the climax of this battle... Uh, Jesus Christ makes his entry here on earth, and he comes back to earth. And this is where um, he comes with might and power uh, to rule over the earth. And so he comes with his forces to the Battle of Armageddon, and he defeats the Antichrist and his forces. So this is the end of the Antichrist. It's not going to take Christ much to defeat the Antichrist, It will be by the word, uh, by the power of his word. He'll speak the word, and Antichrist will be defeated. That's what it says in Revelation. And uh, after this, the Antichrist and his false prophet will be cast into the lake of fire. So that's it uh, for the Antichrist. And Satan himself is going to be cast into a bottomless pit uh, for 1,000 years. Now, uh, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is going to reign for a thousand years after he comes to this earth. Now, I'll talk about that next week. Uh, but during this time, Satan is bound, chained, and, uh, and cast basically into prison, known as the bottomless pit. And you might be thinking, thinking, what is this tribulation for? And the tribulation is basically a time of judgment For all those who have rejected Christ. To reject Christ is to receive the Antichrist. There is no neutral ground of, well, you know, I think Jesus is a good person, but I don't really uh, accept him as my Savior. I don't think of myself as a sinner. Uh, I don't really need the salvation that he offers. There is no such neutral ground to reject Jesus and to reject God's offer of salvation in Jesus Christ is to accept and embrace the antichrist so those are the only two options accept Christ or accept the antichrist and this is what Jesus said in his lifetime in uh, John chapter 3 I'm sorry in John chapter 5 in verse 43 Jesus told the Jews, he said, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. So, the Jews did not accept Jesus, and Jesus said, I'm not coming in my own name, I'm coming in the name of the Father. But there will be one who comes after me, who comes in his own name. Basically, he exalts and glorifies himself. Him you will follow, Jesus said. So to reject Jesus, the one who came in the Father's name, to bring glory to to God the Father, is to embrace the, 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 the one who comes in his own name, who glorifies himself, who is a false messiah, who eventually will be totally destroyed by the true Christ. And so, where are you at today? Do you side with the Antichrist, or do you side with Jesus Christ, the Messiah? If you're sitting on the fence, remember, there is no middle ground. You're either a follower of Christ, or you embrace the Antichrist. And Jesus is saying to us today, if you don't receive me, you'll receive the one who comes in his own name. And that's the Antichrist. And so let me just encourage you that today is the day of salvation. Uh, Receive Jesus Christ and reject the Antichrist. To reject Christ is to receive the Antichrist. But receive Christ. He's given you opportunity right now. God is merciful, and Jesus is full of grace for all those who call upon him and humble themselves and receive the salvation that he provides. So have you embraced Jesus as your Savior? If you're not sure how to do that, please contact us. We would love to share with you from the Bible how you can know for sure that you're saved and that you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior. There's no better time than right now. Once again, I would like to invite you to the Navin Baptist Fellowship. We study the Bible on a weekly basis, and if you're curious curious about the Bible at all, I'm sure you would fit right in, and so you're, you're welcome to join us. We'll look forward to seeing you. But otherwise, uh, join us next week here on the podcast as we talk about event number three in Bible prophecy. We'll see you then.